Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah and I'm here with Raylynn Danielle and we are going to talk about taking back your power so you can connect with who you are. And if you have had a toxic person encounter at work, at home, as a child, you understand how important it is to take back that power. Um, Ray Lynn, why do you love this conversation around taking back your power? Oh, when we call back in our power, it really um, amplifies the way we're able to show up in our life. And so there are so many situations like you just listed where we give away our power and we don't ever intentionally call it back in. So I have seen so many transformations within myself when I'm able to recognize where I'm letting myself be thin and then calling it back in and coming at every situation that enters into my life from a more whole and empowered perspective. And it it just lights me up to see other, I work specifically with women, so other women um, stand in their power and their truth and create from that space rather than from a space of deeper darkness within themselves. So if you were describing a woman who had not reconnected with her power versus a woman who had reconnected with her power, like, you know, give us a little yin and yang description of the two of those people. So I'm going to, I always like to use myself as an example. It's a way to have others resonate. So when I was really disconnected from myself, I was looking externally for a lot of validation and gratification in my life and in who I was as a woman and how I was showing up. And that didn't just come in the sense of likes on social media or anything like that. It would be comments made from other people, um, the, the, where my money was coming from, who I was interacting with throughout the day. And I was also wanting to control everything. I wanted to control everything outside of myself. And I thought that the more I was in control, the more that I would be in control in myself. And I learned very deeply that that wasn't, that wasn't the case. (laughs) And then if you shift to somebody who stands into their power, I noticed now it's like, I, everything I know is within myself. I don't look externally for that gratification or that validation on who I am and that I'm worthy of X, Y, Z. Now I like, I innately know that it is within me. I am worthy of it. I come at most areas of my life. I'm still human. So I still have moments where I slip up, but um, from a space of love and joy, and I lean into my own intuition rather than getting and gathering information externally. So I have a lot of overthinkers listening to this podcast, right? So when you're talking about gathering information externally, I think sometimes we think, well, I have an information problem rather than a action problem, for example, you know, it's like, I know I need to make a decision. It's kind of funny. We talk about diet plans or whatever nutrition. It's like eat more vegetables, eat less cake. This is like, we, why are we paying people to tell us this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's very simple, but we can get really comfortable with information collecting yeah. rather than listening to ourselves, right? Yeah. And we, depending on what perspective and what outlook you're looking for, you can find 
information to support all of it. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for information to support a lower frequency thought versus a higher frequency thought, you will still find all of the supporting information for that. Whereas if you're looking at a more empowered decision or choice in your life, you're going to be able to find the information for that. So I, I also am an overthinker. So I have to, even now, like this is something I have to practice daily is I have to be in my body more. That's one of the only ways that I have been able to slow my mind to bring it into the present moment and not to think about the past too much or not to think about the future too much. And I do that through my own different modalities, like even dancing or breath work Mm -hmm. or yoga. But in the days that I forget that, I find myself definitely sliding back into that, like needing to get all the information to validate everything and to support. And it always comes from a lower space. Whereas when I'm filling myself up, I'm able to make those intentional decisions from a space of love and joy and like connecting to myself rather than everything outside of me. Well, I think back to a conversation I had with a friend and she had thought her spouse was cheating on her. Um, He now has like two kids with the woman she thought, you know, but she kept thinking, well, I'm going to drive and like see what he's doing. And I was like, I I don't think that's going to make you feel better. Like I really, you know, and it, but it's that information. Like I don't, I don't trust that something's off. I don't trust my intuition. Mm -hmm. I don't trust that something's happening. So let me drive to a different city and like catch him in the act and see if that makes me feel better. And I was like, look, I'm not telling you what to do, but if you think that's going to make you feel better, I don't know that it is. (laughs) Yeah, no, I understand that. And I understand her wanting to see it, but I think that's such a clear distinction and memory of, you know, she knew something was wrong. Of course, she waited another couple of years and it got bad and bad. Now he has two kids with the other woman, you know, and it was like, instead of trusting herself and the information she was collecting, she thought, well, I'll just need to collect more information. I need to see with my own eyes. I need to. And we do that all the time as women in, in more subtle ways than that. Yes. Um, that's actually a really, um, it's a beautiful example because when we, when we don't trust ourselves and when we disconnect from trusting ourselves, it shows up in all areas of our life. So this is something that I dive deeper into my, um, with my clients going forward. But, um, I always like to bring us back to when you need to go that extra mile to get a little bit more information and not trusting yourself it begins with little things. So I always like to ask my clients, like, where do you not trust yourself in your simple moments in your day-to-day life? Mm -hmm. Where have you broken promises to yourself before? Because that's where you're not connecting into that intuitive space in yourself where you just know, you don't really need a validation on why you know it is what you know. And if she would have leaned into that and trusted that, that would have been a whole different experience for her. So I always encourage women to come back to themselves start very simple if you say you're going to drink three liters of water a day are you drinking three liters of water a day Mm -hmm. um for me it's like I often fall off of the waking up in the morning and doing my morning routine I have two crazy kids running around and a dog and there's so many things going on and I often like that's the first thing I push but I know that when I stick to that and when I commit to that to myself and I show up for myself in that morning that really sends like the whole trajectory of my whole entire day. So 
when we find ourselves in that space of gathering more information and more information, more information, it's often like incredibly grateful to have friends who like bring us back and ask us to question ourselves, but also like going, like just pausing and taking a deep breath and seeing like, why am I overextending myself in this situation? And maybe where do I overextend myself in other areas of my life that cause distrust in myself? Well, a lot of our listeners um, are in the dating process or, you know, interested in dating at some point. And I talk about keeping promises to yourself, you know, and they're like, oh, you know, I want to find someone who's not going to lie to me. And I was like, awesome. Are you lying to yourself? Well, Sarah, you know, I want to find someone who keeps promises to me. Awesome. Are you keeping promises to yourself? Yeah. You know, because it takes a lot of self-integrity not to ignore red flags, mm-hmm. not to to trust that intuition, to to say, no, I said I, if someone talked to me that way, I wasn't going to stay in that relationship anymore. And that's, a, that's all kinds of keeping promises to yourself. So it's way better to start with if I one of my personal things right now is 10,000 steps a day. If I say I'm going to walk 10,000 steps a day. I'm going to walk 10,000 steps today, you know, and then keeping those, you know, that's a lot easier promise, even though it may not feel easy to exercise sometimes, but (laughs) that's a lot easier promise to keep than, you know, I'm going to trust my gut and take a risk at work or take a risk in my relationship. And I, I find that that's, um, the more we practice trusting ourselves, because it is, it is a deep practice because for so long we've disconnected from that. We wanted to look outside of ourselves and um, people pleasing is a huge mm-hmm. one, right? When you, when you're always people pleasing, you're always going against your own needs once and what you've said and made promises to yourself. So one of the things, since a lot of your listeners are in the dating world, something that has been a beautiful um, learning curve for myself even is giving myself that love that I desire mm-hmm. from another. And when I, when I'm able to give myself all these things that I want from an external relationship, they come from a more empowered space. So if I want someone who's going to tell the truth, exactly like what you said, we have to start telling the truth to ourselves. And those conversations can be really hard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, there's a reason there's so many phrases like elephant in the room or stick your head in the sand. You know, sometimes there, uh, we all are ignoring something. You know, yeah. it can be, and I think that's a framework of it. And I, every time I even say this, I try to think like, you know, I need to put more money into retirement. Like every time I, I try to like call myself on something, you know, it's like, what am I ignoring right now? Or what am I, you know, this, or what am I that, you know, because if we start to get in the practice of what am I not wanting to look at? Yeah. What piece like where, of my life where I can I go in myself? Yeah. Yeah. And it, I love that you brought out the idea of the practice too. Um, They talk about practicing medicine, you know, it's like, yeah, sometimes we don't know everything in medicine. It's like, okay, it makes sense that you don't know everything there is to know about the human body. I can jive with that, you know, or practicing meditation, but uh, practicing the art of keeping your promises to yourself. I love that. Yeah. And I find that um, it is a practice because depending on how long you've been disconnected from keeping that truth with yourself, it could take something very simple. And we often as women want to do all the things at once and we want to multitask. And what I have found to be most effective in creating deeper trust within myself is starting simple. 
-hmm. What are the simplest promises that I am not keeping to myself? Uh What things do I desire more of for myself that I could start committing to every single day? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love it. So which actually the podcast right before you, she talked about habits and stuff. So I'll have to make sure we broadcast oh, yeah. uh, yeah. beside each other. It's very yes. And it's a we weren't talking about stepping into your power, but she was talking about creating habits that allow you to practice and train your subconscious into yeah. a better life, you know. So very aligned, very aligned conversations today. Um, so you used the phrase calling back your power. Can you describe a little more about that for our listeners? Yeah. So um, I always, for myself and for my clients, I like to sit with them and hold space for them to think of all the experiences that they have given their power away. So if you think about all of the moments in your life where you have allowed your power to be shrunk or diminished, or not seen value, and then just invite it back and give yourself compassion in that moment. You did the best you could with what you knew in that scenario. And now you are here and you're calling your power back and you are able to take that empowered step forward, bring the lessons and the learnings with you and forgive yourself. And forgiving yourself is... uh a great promise to keep to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Also a practice. <laughs> also a practice. Also a yes. practice. Yeah. yeah. Um, I find that the, um, the journey of forgiveness has been one of the most transformative in my whole entire life. Well, I, I was, I do have a focus back on nutrition at this stage of my life. And I was talking in a summit about uh, people pleasing. Right. And I am not, people would not consider me a people pleaser at this point. I mean, I do the toxic person proof stuff, you know, my whole, like, I just do not, I've done so much work in this. Like I I am not coming across as a people pleaser. And then this nutrition coach was talking about like eating what other people wanted to make them feel more comfortable. And I was like, Oh no, it was like people pleasing just showed back up in my life. Like I thought I was past that, you know? Um, But I think it's a funny story in saying like you're always excavating things whether it be forgiving yourself and it's not because I'm stupid or dumb or whatever that I you know it was I was wise that I recognized it was happening and recognized there were changes that needed to be made versus dumb for for not seeing it and I I hope people can have that same grace with their act of forgiving themselves too yeah that's a very powerful, I never thought about people pleasing that way. So thank you. <laughs> Eating for others. I would never have thought of that. I am guilty of that as well. Um, I think a lot yeah. of women are. I, I was out with friends one time and I didn't want dessert. Like I had eaten plenty and I didn't want dessert. And, you know, there was like the whole push, like, what, you're not going to eat dessert? Like, you know, and I thought, what do you care what I eat? Like, I didn't say, well, you had to eat, like, I don't care, but you know, it feels really uncomfortable as women eating what we may or may not label as bad food. You know, I hate to use that label, but you know, it's like, there's this whole like, Oh, I don't want to eat a hamburger while you're eating a salad. Like that's, (laughs) I don't want to eat a pie while you're uh, sipping coffee. So it's easy to fall into that people pleasing in regards to food. I certainly do it. Mm, And I also see that in what you just shared, like 
comparison. Comparison comes up a lot when it comes to empowerment, when we're constantly comparing ourselves to another woman. Mm-hmm. Like what you just said, like you're going to have coffee, I'm going to have tea, you're going to have a burger, I'm going to have a salad. Instead of like honoring our desires. If you want to have a burger, how beautiful is that? If you're uh, feeling a yeah. salad today, like enjoy that salad. But mm-hmm. that comes down to like we compare ourselves to each other and that also gives away our power because we are all beautifully uniquely our own person and we come here with our own gifts and our own our own abilities and we all thrive off of each other's and that's where I love to say like when we come together we and we celebrate each other that's when we really rise together well and it could be people pleasing too if I am craving a burger and uh you know I have a friend order salad and then I change maybe I've been saving up all week for my calories for this burger because it's like my biggest treat at my favorite restaurant on my birthday. And then they're getting a salad and that internal external value validation, right? The internal conflict and the external like, well, she knows better than me or she's doing better than me. You know, it can, you can flip both ways in that conversation. Right. And neither is listening to your inner voice. (laughs) Yeah. Neither one is. No, (laughs) there's a reason that you want that burger. (laughs) Well, Raylan, where can people find out more about you? Ooh, my favorite space is Instagram. I love Instagram. So I'm Raylan Danielle Wellness on Instagram. And then I can send you some links if you want to put them in the show notes. I have a group for women and it's called um, Women Wild at Heart. And it's a collective space where I share. I come on, I do live trainings. Um other offerings go into this sacred space just for women to feel supported and seen and to just know that they're not alone in the journey. Um, yeah, those would be my two favorite spaces to connect actually. Awesome. So if we got to broadcast your voice to the entire world for one minute, what would you want to say? Um, take space to be with yourself. And to really cultivate a deeper relationship with yourself, because when you have that relationship with yourself and you have that trust and that knowing and you are enough, your whole entire life is amplified and you attract more of everything that you desire. Awesome. Raylan, thank you so much for helping us today on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. Have you ever wished, oh, I wish I could just work with Sarah? If so, go right now to sarahkramsey.com. Check out the program section and see if the Wondrous Woman program is right for you. I help people reconnect with what's right with them, become toxic person proof, and design lives they're excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live, there's tons of support, and most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.